Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Welcome to another episode of uh, You, Me and the GP. I'm Sir Rich Clark with uh, Dr. Mark Daniels. So hello everybody. Today we're going to be doing a Q&A. We've got a few questions here and uh, scanned through them and quite a lot of stuff for Mark. Really, How's, How are you, Mark? How are you going now? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, enjoying life at the moment. Come back from holiday. I'm very happy. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's another holiday. That's, that's two, that is. No, that's... <laughs> You're really envious here, like, no. then, yeah, we are about three weeks or four weeks away from the, no, uh, two weeks away from the caravan season starting back, so I'll be heading down West Wales there to sunny Aberport. Oh, nice, nice. Try not to get too jealous, of course. So. No, I won't, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you, you had a nice break, uh, where did you go? I was playing golf with my brothers in Tunisia. Very nice. And how did you play? I've been alright. Yeah, I played about five or six. Uh, not bad. Everything, everything else alright? Family good? Yeah, good. Yeah, family good. Is your, your family okay? Yeah, all going alright. Uh, my dad's doing good. And um, tomorrow, it's half term at the moment. We're all off to Cardiff to go to build a bear workshop. Alright. That's like a cuddly toy factory where you go and take your uh, your, your five-year-old and, and they fleece you with about 50 quid for a cuddly toy. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, I'm heading up there tomorrow, but everything's good, thanks, pal. Good. And how's, uh, how's the business and stuff going there? Yeah, good. Revenue sales going good. I was at the um, Swansea Fitness and Health Expo in the Dragon on the weekend and gave a talk. Yeah. Phil Richards, I mean, he's been on the podcast before. He gave a talk first, and then I, I came up. It was good. Yeah, it was all right. It was, it was a typical thing in Swansea. It was not particularly well attended. I mean, you, as he said, you know, if you're out for shots, you get a load of people there. But you ask people about health, and no one wants to attend. But there was enough, there was enough people there, and it was, it, I think it was well received. Yeah, yeah. As you say, these things are, are, they are can be like uh, easy, fantastic, or, or as you say, they don't get that well attended. But anyway, it's good, and uh, you give your talk, and it's a good chance to kind of practice your uh, your skills and all that there. So all this. Yeah. So um, we've had a look at these questions. Mark, I'll um, I'll kick us off. I'll start with the the two that you had in. Yeah, sure. Um, so without further ado, we've got a question from Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Um, I'm overweight and I've raised blood pressure and cholesterol. Cholesterol's five point nine, LDL three point two. You know more about this, Mark. HDL zero point eight. Uh, GP wants me to go on a statin. <coughs> I'm very worried about going on statins. As I shared about the side effects, right. what 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 advice would you give uh, to Jeff? Uh, he's resistant or reluctant to go on statins. Fantastic question. Yeah, they, I mean, there's several ways to look at this. I mean, 
that is for a person who has had a heart attack or who is uh, extremely sick, yeah, they, they, they do the job. But there are other ways. I mean, if you, uh, his, what was it, what was his HDL? Did you have a look? Did you yeah, uh, 0.8. 0.8. Is it 0.8? And what was his triglycerides? Uh, 3.2. 3.2. Yeah, okay. So he's, the, the problem is people focus on high cholesterol. I mean, his cholesterol is 5.9. 5. 5. 5. Yeah, that's not that high, is it? No, but the, people focus on this high cholesterol and everyone wants to know what their number is, etc. But really, it's not all about that. It's about the, LDL and whether you've got big LDL or small LDL. Now the way the way big LDL is good good it's not a problem at all because it's big fluffy and it just goes through the blood vessels. Small LDL is it's a horrible stuff that causes you to form the plaque and then you end up with heart attacks. Now what you want is it's, it's big LDL. So the way to look at it is to look at your triglycerides and then put them over your HDL, which is your good cholesterol. So his triglycerides were what? Three point two. 3.2, and his HDL, his HDL was... Oh, 0.8. Yeah, so he's, he's going to have... I mean, I can't look at the mass 3.2 of 0.8, but it's going to be over 3. So he's at high risk, because anything over 3 is high risk, because he's probably got small LDL. So he really needs to sort his diet out. I mean, over 3, small LDL. Under 1, big LDL. Under 1, I'm not worried about at all. They're, they're, they're healthy. But over 3, I start worrying about them. So what I would do with him is, is to sort his diet out. All right, he's got high blood pressure. So he, he needs he needs first of all he needs to go on um, basically go on a, a low sugar diet um, probably cut out the gluten and um, eat some healthy fats not these sort of rubbishy vegetable oil type fats but eat some butter and uh, some avocados and good stuff yeah. and then repeat the test I would I wouldn't go straight on the statin I would I would try and sort your diet out get your blood pressure under control and see what you see what your your cholesterol, well, your cholesterol, your lipids are, and see what that ratio is. So I've got on a decent diet, and he's welcome to come and uh, have some tests or have a chat with me on the on the website on Revolutionary Health, and then we can go from there. Fantastic. So the, the key thing is, uh, as you say, is that, that ratio there, and um, if you have any difficulty with that, you can just contact us guys, and we can we can calculate that for you. Or yeah, we'll just do the, uh, the first figure divided by the second figure, basically, and. Uh, yeah. And if it's good. above three, it's good. It's bad. If it's below one, it's good. I mean, we can do. We actually can do the test, which tells you what your ratio of big cholesterol, big um, LDL, to small LDL is. It's an expensive test, but if you really are worried about, I mean, if it's a case of going on statins or not going on statins, it may be worth having a test. As I say, it's an expensive test, but it may be worth contacting us first. What about this, then, Mark? When I first started many months ago, the the target range was five point one to six point one. Right. And then they reduced it to 4.1 to 5.1. And I think now, what's the target now? Is it 3.1 or 3.1? Well, the, the problem is with all that is there's no evidence that total cholesterol has any effect on heart disease. And that's the big problem. There is no. no evidence whatsoever. So it doesn't really matter what the actual target is now. The, the target should be getting your, your small LDL as low as possible. And awesome. the NHS doesn't measure the LDL particle size, but you can calculate roughly from your uh, triglycerides and HDL. So I would forget your total cholesterol, unless you've got a total cholesterol of like nine, in which case you've got some sort of familial hypercholesterolemia, which is slightly different. Unless it's really high, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. So uh, that is important that uh, people, you know, they go to their GP and uh, they're scared into taking a statin 
Yeah. When if they'd have gone in twenty years ago, they'd have been in the safe, uh, in the safe range. So you know, it's um, lucky that we got people out like there giving people confidence to challenge some of these decisions. I've had a lady also separate to this, just going off on the side that she emailed me and she took one of uh, the articles that we've uh, kind of written and took it into her her doctor, you know, yeah. to have, have the debate uh, about it. And um, what do you think of that as a strategy, Matt? Do you think that's helpful? And uh, uh, it, uh, do you like it if your clients kind of are proactive? And Oh, absolutely. If someone comes in with uh, something off the internet, I'll read it. I mean, as long as it's not from the Daily Mail, no, no offence, but I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, no, I would, I would read it from the Daily Mail, I'm only joking. But it, it, if they, um, they come in, if they've looked around the subject, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, so few people, people yeah. come in and they, and they sort of vomit their problems on your table and say, you sort it out. I'd much prefer if they actually look, read around the subject themselves. Do you think people, uh, or some people self-diagnose quite well? I think, I think people diagnose very well. I think people know when they're sick. Yeah. I think that's very important. I mean, you, I mean, they know better than any doctor when they're actually sick because they feel sick. And they so, can, I mean, even if it's if it's if it's not an actual physical illness, there's something wrong if they feel ill. Fantastic. Great. Just gone off on a little tangent there. Okay. Right. Next question. All interesting stuff. Next question of John. Um, John, I've a low. I've had a low libido for a couple of years, and I've put on lots of weight. I've got a very stressful job. Any suggestions? Yeah, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a classic situation. I mean, I've done off a little bit of a tangent. I'm seeing in the surgery far more often people who are very young with low libidos, low testosterone, and just, it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, you expect people in their 20s and 30s, and even in their 40s, to have, you know, good libido, good testosterone, but we're seeing it more and more. And I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that people are getting fatter. If you get fatter, then, of course, you're... Um, you're you, you end up with lower t- testosterone, and if you're and if you're stressed, then you're going to get your your adrenals are going to get stressed, and you're going to get this thing called the pregnenolone steal, where you get um well instead of instead of producing lots of testosterone, you're producing a lot of cortisol because you either produce cortisol or you produce testosterone, and you're producing cortisol, which then makes you more fat, and so this is a never-ending circle of fatness, low testosterone, and obesity. So stress. Overweight means low libido. So if you see anyone who's stressed and overweight, they're not going to have much sex life. I uh, read a statistic and I posted it on the social network because I, I, I made me smile. It's not very funny, though, really. 75% of men with a waist size over 40 inches yeah. have erectile dysfunction. Yeah, absolutely. 75%? I know, I know. Well, it's, it's, ama- it's amazing. I see... It used to be that people couldn't come into the surgery and have erectile dysfunction drugs unless they had diabetes or problems with their spinal cord and everything. But now the sort of breaks are off and people are coming in, you know, quite candidly, saying in their 20s and 30s, saying, I've got erectile dysfunction. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, most of those, again, are overweight. And it's overweight or highly stressed causes this problem where you get extra cortisol if you're stressed and lower testosterone, and if you're fat, you get more estrogen and less testosterone. So it is a, it is a problem, and I think it's weight and stress, the two of those together, make the problem worse. Yeah. And you can throw in uh, uh, the environmental estrogens, estrogens in, in the water, um, yeah. so, so on and so forth, and, yeah, well, and, you, and you really are fighting against it. And that's no, fighting there's, there's no environmental testosterone, unfortunately. Oh. They're all estrogens. 
the, the other thing, the other thing, I, I, everyone laughs at me in work, but I will not heat up my Tupperware in the microwave because it makes the more estrogen, you know, it's, I think it's something like it's hundreds of times more estrogen if you heat it up in the Tupperware. Yeah, the, 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 the plastic is not good to microwave at all. Right? No, microwave is not, not good generally, but yeah, it's not good. Good. But I mean, yeah. it's just must, isn't it? Yeah, and, and what about you, you've got obviously on the same subject as hormones now? This. The man boobs thing, it's all linked into the same well, that's, stuff. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's too much estrogen. I mean, you, you, fat produces estrogen, so, I mean, you get man boobs. I mean, if people are worried about their stress or their, um, or, or the fact that they're um, producing maybe too much cortisol, uh, we, we do a test called Adrenal Stress Index, which is a, a buckle swab over the day, when they can tell how stressed they are. I mean, that, that test is, is you know, it's not expensive, and you won't get it from your GP, but it will at least tell you whether you're um, struggling with your adrenals. And then, in other words, you're struggling to produce the, the testosterone. So it's a, it's, a, it's a good test, and I would suggest people have it done, but unfortunately it's not available in NHS. But they can't test, so we can sort them out. You've said to me, Mark, something which I, I say to a lot of people, and you said your, your adrenals and the, and the thyroid, uh, uh, is it, was it adrenals or thyroid? You remind me now, but it's like the conductor for the orchestra. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If your adrenals are messed up, your thyroid's messed, yeah. thyroid messed up, your adrenals messed up, and if either are messed up, your testosterone is messed up. So basically, you need to get all those in line, testosterone, adrenals, and thyroid. So those three things you need tested and sorted out if you're struggling with erectile dysfunction. If you're very overweight, well, you need to sort that out first. If you're very stressed, get your adrenal, uh, uh, ASI, Adrenal Stress Index, done. We are, um, just on a tangent again, we are going to have an endo endocrinologist coming on shortly, Absolutely. so keep your eyes peeled for that one. Um, he might be able to, and he's like an anti-aging guy as well, so he's been bringing some interesting stuff to the table. He's going to help you and me, Rich, won't he? <laughs> yeah, great, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to live till I'm 100, so I'm going to start early. Yeah. <laughs> I have a next question then. Um, hi, Mark. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, that's, that's, I'm reading my own email to you. <laughs> um, Stan, and a question of Stan here, as brief as possible. I'm a 79-year-old man, been a builder all my life. I retired at 73, still quite active. A type 2 diabetic for seven years now, diet controlled, uh, low carb, 60 to 70 grams daily, no drugs. Blood pressure, 136 over 82. Said he's slightly overweight since retiring. He's given me his height and his weight, but that's not important. Cholesterol's 5.4. Basically, his, his, his weight is 5, 14 stone, and just under 6 foot. I do enjoy exercising, walking, and gardening. I also enjoy weights in a moderate way. When using 5.5 kilogram weights, I seem to very easily be able to do it. But late. Later on, the tiredness seems to come over me, which seems to annoy me. What can you recommend at my age? I seem to have the strength, but not the stamina. Okay, so that's the question. Uh, how can he improve his strength, uh, sorry, his stamina, because he, he's losing a, a bit of stamina there? Um, am I expecting too much at my age? Anyway, thanks for your time. Love the show. Stan. Do you, want to, do you want me to say a quick thing about the medical stuff and you've got Yeah, definitely. Well, that's the first step for me anyway. And anything yeah. comes to me like that, I'm straight, I send them to you. Or, yeah, the, 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 bottom, the bottom line is, I mean, he is, I mean, he is aging. I mean, he's, he's was he 70, 70 what? 79. 79, so he's done well anyway. Yeah, and yeah, that's props yeah. to him, the fact that he's still doing exercise and weightlifting. I mean, there's a lot of 79, I was doing nothing. But yeah. 
I, I would suggest I would suggest that he gets his um, his cholesterol done sorted out and get all four values and then show them to us because those four values are very important to see what his risk is because being diabetic or 50 percent diabetic die of heart disease so I would get those four values because the actual total cholesterol as I said in the earlier question is of no value yeah, so yeah. I get the four values and get and get them over to us I would get his thyroid checked if he's tired I'd get his thyroid checked. I'd also get, because of his age, I'd get his blood count done, and his liver and his kidneys. Now, his GP will do all that. Yes. So I'd get all those done, and then uh, see if there's anything wrong with those. If there's nothing wrong with any of those, I would then suggest that he, he, he loses his middle a bit, so I sort out his diet a little bit, little bit stricter than he is already on at the moment, because if he's type 2 diabetic, you can reverse, you know, the yeah. most effects type 2 diabetic. I'd, I'd be a bit stricter on the diet, and then I'd go over to you with the fitness, Rich. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I'm even, I've written some notes here now, and I, I'm even thinking, if, if, he's, if he's generally strong and, and, you know, fit and well, except for he's, he's losing a bit of stamina, um, is it because he's low carb? Yeah, possible. <laughs> so I, I maybe look at that, yeah. um, uh, we'll discuss that and stuff, and really just go into more detail. I need a lot more detail to see what he means by later. So are we talking after 30 seconds to 60 seconds? Are we talking after half an hour? Um, what are we talking? So I have a few more questions, really, and I'd like to dig a little bit deeper uh, with Stan. So if Stan's listening and he wants to come back, or even if he wants to pick up the phone, um, can go on the site and pick up the phone. We can have a quick chat, and I can come back and update everybody, and, and Stan can have a little free consultation. Yeah, Cool. So, yeah, um, that's, so get some tests really then and, and see somebody uh, like myself, Stan, and, and we can uh, ascertain exactly what you mean by, you know, fatigue and the tiredness is coming over you. So, okay, next question from a lady, um, Mary, um, she's kind of become my little friend via email and she is, is very alternative. And I'm going to try to uh, read her question, but uh, stay with me, guys. You've read this one, Mark, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's definitely one for me, isn't it? No, oh, I, 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 I don't even know what the illness is, I do don't know what it is, exactly. I'm like, what the hell's all this stuff? So, um, Go on, read it out, and I'll, I'll, I'll give okay. an answer, okay? So I'm going to leave out some stuff, because she starts like, recommending other people's websites and stuff, which I'm all about, but not just now. Perhaps... Uh, hey, Rich, I, perhaps I could submit a question as follows. I am going paleo and mega detoxing following a diagnosis of lichen sclerosis. Did I get that right? Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is supposed to be incurable, but no way I'm accepting that. The doc, uh, does the doc agree, first of all, that I can do this? So uh, she says, she goes on to say she's already found a woman who has cured herself and is writing a book of her experiences. Uh, she has volunteered herself to be a guinea pig following the same cro- protocol that this other lady has used, uh, which she's generously sharing with her, and she's going to keep us informed. Sure. Is she the lady who wants to know about selenium and stuff? Yeah, yeah. so she goes on. So there's a couple of questions. So the first one, do you agree that she can uh, cure an incurable right. disease? And what is let's, your opinion on incurable diseases and stuff like that? Right, okay. Let's, let's talk about what it is. Lichen sclerosis is an autoimmune disease, all right? It causes um, 
uh, problems in the nether regions, for one of a, a nicer term. Yes. Um, mainly in women, but also in men. Uh, it can cause problems over the whole body, but tends to be mainly in the nether regions. It's treated by conventional medicine with steroids to damp it down. Now, steroids damp down lots and lots of illnesses, but they don't cure anything, all right? They damp down this asthma, eczema, etc. So, so, if she wants to cure it, she's got to look elsewhere. I mean, there's no point looking at conventional medicine to cure it, because it won't cure it. Um, but, as with all autoimmune diseases, there usually is a trigger. So, she should look at her diet. I mean, she's going paleo, which is very sensible. I would suggest she goes, if she wants to really go for it, she should do an autoimmune protocol, which would be no grains, no legumes, and no, um, I always get this wrong. I always get the wrong, the wrong meds. No, I always want to say poison ivy, and it's not poison ivy. It, it, you tell me what it is, Richard. Poison nightshade, is it? Nightshade. I always want to say poison nightshade. 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 She should avoid. She should avoid things like potatoes, eggplant, which is um, tomatoes and stuff like that. If she does that, that really covers the whole sort of um, uh, autoimmune food type thing. So it's really dairy, legumes, grain, and nightshades. She avoids all those. She has every chance of, uh, of making some steps towards doing some good for herself. And, and obviously, including in that, just so people don't uh, think sugar, caffeine, alcohol, <laughs> all the other inflammatory stuff. All the other inflammatory stuff. Yeah, and also, and also the inflammatory oils as well. She should stay off all the vegetable oils, all the omega-6 right. Even nuts can sometimes cause a problem. I mean, she's going to struggle to find anything to eat, but if she eats things like meat, fish, eggs, vegetables... Apart from that, actually, she should do very well. But, I mean, I'd be interested to see how she does it. I expect the protocol that this lady's got for it is, is very similar to that. It's like the anti-inflammatory diet I wrote there, so on a similar path, similar line that goes down. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so carrying on to Mary's essay that she sent me. She yeah. sent me an essay every week, more or less. Apparently, once the spectrum of autoimmune disease appears within one's portfolio, so she goes, so talk about it's not that you're doomed, but it's often a panacea for other autoimmune conditions contemporaneously. contemporaneously I, I would agree with this, since I have recently been diagnosed with hypothyroidism and I have had a touch of arthritis for some time from an old sports injury. Lichen sclerosis is often associated with thyroid issues. Here we go, next question coming up. Okay. Lichen sclerosis is often associated with thyroid issues without either one being recognised as having been caused by the other. I don't think it's a coincidence that both are present. However, whereas medical advice so far has been that the two are unrelated, even though commonly occurring together. I may not be converting T4 to T3 very well. This is a popular subject, the conversion of T4 to T3. Oh, yeah. I was also cautioned against eating raw broccoli, a personal favourite of mine, with pumice and organic carrot. This was because there's a theory that cruciferous veg are goitrins, uh, however, happily, this has largely been modified by more recent advice that an adequate iron intake will overcome the negative tendency of the brassicas to block thyroxin formation. So I am pleased. I am up to speed basically with all of this so far, but there's a delicate balance of other supplements relevant to preventing interference with thyroxin and its conversion from T4 to T3. What I really wanted to know is What's the advised doses of selenium in conjunction with iodine, iron, and zinc to be taken? Selenium balancing is very delicate, and I'm looking for advice on the maximum minimum range that I can safely take 
as I understand the significance of this, so here's my question, very specific, I realise may be impossible, in brackets from me, <laughs> but advice is most welcome, thank you, i.e. what is the safe range for selenium supplementation? Right, okay. How in your thyroid to convert T4 to T3? Right, okay. Right. Let's go back a bit. Okay, most of your T4 goes to T3 in two areas. One is the liver and the other is the gut, all right? So, first thing you've got to do is make sure the liver's working correctly. Now, I would avoid fructose and alcohol because they both, they both can mess up your liver and give you fatty liver and cause problems with the liver. So, I would avoid those two things, okay? That's the first thing. The second thing is the gut is the other place that... Um, T4 is converted to T3, maybe, as well as the thyroid, of course. But the, the gut needs to be, you know, not leaky, etc. So the previous protocol that we gave should help that. Now, as far as the selenium, iodine, iron, and there was one other thing she said. Selenium, iodine, iron, and one other... Zinc. Zinc, that's it. Right, okay. As far as all those go, I wouldn't supplement with them. Because the simple reason is to get the balance correct is almost impossible. You don't know whether you're taking too much, too little, or whatever. Now, what I would do, though, is supplement myself with foods that contain those compounds, all right? So, iodine, any shellfish. Lava bread, if she's from South Wales, would be perfect. Um, zinc, exactly the same. Shellfish, meat. If she really, really wants to know whether she's okay with zinc, she could do a zinc tally test, but to be perfectly honest, I would just supplement. I would just use the food. Um, iodine, I've already done iodine, haven't I? Um, what are we, selenium, Brazil nuts are perfect, two or three of those a day. Yeah, um, what else have we got? We've got iodine, selenium, I've done that. Zinc, that? iron, the zinc is a seafood stuff, is it? Seafood, seafood. Beef, seafood, and Brazil nuts, between the three of them. If you eat enough of those three, you will cover all those all those uh, things, and you won't have to worry about the dosages. I mean, it is almost, everything is in such tiny doses dosages that if you try and take supplements, you can easily overdose or underdose. Whereas if you eat the natural foods, your body just takes what it needs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand and I agree with that um, theory and strategy, but sometimes in the real world, it's difficult to always eat the right food. So if you want to cover your ass with a supplement, yeah. there is a product which is out there for this, and it has been formulated in the right balance, yeah. whether it's correct, time will tell and, and all that, but it's called iodine 40. Yeah, I've heard of it. And I'll tell you a quick story. My mother takes thyroxine and basically she started taking iodine because that's what I was recommended. So I went home and my mum was my guinea pig again. So she said that she, she, within two days she couldn't sleep. She was, her, her thyroxine had become so effective because of the iodine 40, she had to reduce her dose down, which is exactly what we were, we were looking to do, sort of thing. But my mum didn't reduce her dose down, of course, she, she came off the iodine 40 because she thought there was something freaky about them, and stayed with her, her thyroxine because she's happy of what she got off the GP rather than what she got off the crazy son. <laughs> yeah, so, you, can never, you can never tell your family what to do. I can't tell. Can't, can't. So yeah, I, you know, as I say, I, I do think you should always get every vitamin and mineral from food. Balanced diet is the foundation of everything. But plug in the odd gap, and, and sometimes yeah. you know you just yeah. can't do it. Or you're a vegetarian, whatever it is. Uh, I mean, the, the classic one with that is vitamin D. You're just not going to get enough sun. So I, I mean, I, I tell everyone to take vitamin D. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. So we have covered a few questions there. That's enough for 
for this episode, Mark. Um, I want to run through just a bit of housekeeping just to keep everybody focused on trying to help us. Not everybody's left us a, a review yet, so if you can keep the reviews coming in either on the website below the podcast episode or on iTunes, that would be fantastic. It really helps us and it helps the show to be prominent and uh, to become popular. And as I said before, if the show keeps uh, growing, then the show keeps going on. It allows us to uh, keep the energy and the motivation and uh, keep the, the quality guests uh, that we've had through so far. So I just wanted to put that one out there. Obviously, if you want to send questions in, you can email Mark or myself at uh, I'm at info at richard-clark.co.uk and Mark, what's your email? We're at info at revolutionaryhealth.co.uk Cool, cool, okay. We will, uh, do, have we got anything else to add there, Paul? No, no, I think that's good. I, uh, we'll catch up with them in the next episode. Cool, okie dokie. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll catch up with you in the next episode. That's bye from me, Rich. And bye from me, Mark. You, Me and the GP Radio Show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose, treat or cure any disease. It is not designed to provide specific advice and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, we accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.